0: Welcome to the Fit and Free with AIM podcast. I'm your host, Amy Louise. By listening to this podcast, you'll gain clarity and apply now principles in relation to training, nutrition, and mindset, all designed to help you build a strong and lean physique and show up as your best self. If you're a woman who struggles with excessive behaviors when it comes to training and food and think of yourself as a perfectionist, I hear you, I see you, I was you. And I know that you're in exactly the right place to change that narrative and build a body you love inside and out. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another podcast episode. We have a guest with us today who is Jess.
1: Oh, now, yeah.
0: Really interesting because I definitely think you guys should go back and listen to the most recent episode with Jess, which was, okay, uh, 12 weeks into your prep journey. And what we're going to talk about today is all of like what's happening with or what happened with the the comp prep because it's all done for her. And I wanted to dive into like her reflections on that. Uh, Because it's super interesting. I think, yeah, we were 12 weeks in. Did I already say that or not? Yeah. (laughs) Um. So super interesting. And just to see, because I, yeah, I'll introduce you first. And then I've already got so much to say. (laughs) We were laughing because, like, I don't have any, I don't have any, like, pre-prepared questions. But it's because there's just so much to talk about. And I'm already getting off track. So... If you haven't come across the podcast yet and you haven't met Jess, so Jess is one of my clients and a very good friend of mine. We've been together since December 2020. Yeah. December 2020. um, Lockdown friends (laughs) and lockdown Instagram friends. And there's been so much happening for Jess since then. I definitely recommend I'll leave her handle in the show notes. Definitely recommend it's so much faster. If you just want to click and on her Instagram and see because it's a lot, it's a big journey. Um, so you'll be caught up there. And then definitely it's well worth going back to the most previous episode or even the all of the ones that Jess has been on, I think maybe three or four now, Um, just to have a listen to hear her journey and her progression over time. So with that being said, hello, how are you?
1: I am good. I'm good. I'm very tired. I'm a school teacher for anyone who doesn't know. And we are 11 days out from holidays and man, we are counting down.
0: Yeah, I was just saying to Jess as we got on, I was like, Oh, she looks so fresh and like and you know it's 5:24 p.m. on a Thursday night, and she just she looks very fresh. Yeah,
1: it's it's a facade. I'm not feeling fresh on the inside. (laughs)
0: Um, so thank you so much for jumping on. I really appreciate your time. Um, I think the best place to start is what I was gonna say before, which was the last time we spoke to you, I believe we were about 12 weeks in, and we were just saying, like, that was the point where. If you were doing just a regular lifestyle fat loss face you probably would have stopped. <laughs> so, um I think that it would be best if we go chronological order. So, starting from like I guess that sort of pre-show. How was from that uh 12 weeks in because you did 31
1: Thirty-one. It was a lot of weeks. 31
0: <laughs> weeks. And for anyone listening, you might be like, that's so irresponsible of your coach to give you a 31-week prep. There's arguments for and against it. Um, We did what we had to do. We did what we had to do. And that's fine. If you want to DM me about it, you can DM me about it. Um, But all right. So coming from that 12-week mark, which was fine, like everything yeah. was a great, time. great. Everything was traveling fantastic. Do you want to just, we'll just start talking about like, how did things go from there?
1: (laughs) Well I think I jinxed myself because we did that podcast I was like everything's sweet life is good it's starting to get a little hard but you know we're cruising and then like it got hard (laughs) um and it's funny that you know you sort of said it was that point where we were like if you were a general client this is where you'd stop Mm -hmm. and it was almost like my body was like This is where I want to stop. And we battled um, just my body uh, not wanting to drop past this sticking point um, of scale weight, which in deficits in the past has always been a continual sticking point for me and my body. It just likes to sit at this point and it really takes a lot to shift past that. And so I think we spent mm, maybe the next 10 weeks just sitting at this scale weight that we couldn't shift we were seeing some progressions still through photos and stuff but it definitely was a a really challenging sort of headspace when you know things were ramping up in terms of output coming down in terms of input and you know I was putting in a lot of work and a lot of time and just felt like nothing was happening um so that was a fun sort of middle 10 weeks. Uh, And then that sort of brought us to that like eight week run into the shows when things did start to progress again.
0: Can I stop you for a sec, Jess? I just, so I, I feel like if anyone was doing a lifestyle fat loss phase and they encountered as much as we did, I believe a responsible coach would pull the pin just for a general fat loss lifestyle. But it might be helpful and some people might really resonate because they may face that just in their general fat loss phase. Um, Look, I don't think there's any positive you can say about it, but like, how did that feel? (laughs) Like,
1: Oh, look, honestly, it felt like shit. Like there's no (laughs) sugarcoating it. It it really feels like shit. When you feel like you are giving like 110%, you're ticking every single box, you're doing every single thing, right. Mm And you're not getting the result that you feel like you should be or deserve to be it's a really rubbish place to be um i must say but at the same time with experience i knew that if i just stuck at it for long enough science says it will work eventually and it did and then we had you know some quite nice consecutive drops and and those sort of things and it did but there there were definitely times when it was hard to just keep slogging away um, when it felt like you were going around in circles.
0: Would you have, I think I know the answer, would you have kept going if it was lifestyle only? No. Yeah.
1: <laughs> For a reason. Yeah. yeah. One, um, my headspace, like my own, you know, mental um, health um, in terms of just being like, you know, there If I was general lifestyle, I'd say, what is the purpose in continuing to go around and around in this circle when, you know, it's really not serving me. So in terms of headspace, I would have stopped. And also in terms of like the physical impacts, like clearly my body didn't want to move past where it was. It was very comfortable. Um, You know, it was healthy at that point. And you know, we were really trying to push it past that and it really didn't want to move. And so, you know, I would have in a general lifestyle phase said, okay, clearly this is where we want to be for now. Let's go back to maintenance for a while, you know, restore anything that we need to and then try again.
0: Yeah, I think it's a really important point to make because most of the people listening won't be competing or wanting to compete, but I still think it's a lesson we can take away for those lifestyle fat loss clients where it's like, please... For the love of God, please just don't compare your physique to anyone else online because you can only work with what you've got and your health is of the utmost priority and it's very serious, especially if you've not had children yet. Please, please don't take your fertility for granted. It's incredibly important. You can fuck things up royally with this shit. You really, really can. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far i just wanted to take a quick break to let you know how you can work with me i currently have places available inside the glam body program and if you don't know what it is this is my completely personalized programming nutrition and education online coaching service that is specifically designed to help women get strong and progress their body composition whether that means gaining muscle getting lean or both so Glam Body is best suited for two types of women. The first loves training, but you've never had a your programming or nutrition tailored to you. Perhaps you're just doing classes or using apps, but you do want more efficient results and you want to learn more about your body. Or perhaps you have had some element of assistance before, but you're still struggling with over-training, undereating, speaking negatively to yourself, and you feel like nothing's enough, and you just want to be able to make physique and performance progress without burning the candle at both ends. So to get your spot, just DM me on Instagram with the heading glam body. Or you can fill out the application form that is linked in the show notes below, and we can have a chat about whether Glam Body is a good fit for you. With that said, let's get back into the episode. And if your body is at a point where, like we had done with Jess, output was high, input was low, and you know we've got we're living life as well. We're a full time teacher. We have a, a partner, a husband, um, and you really need to take into account like the trade-offs. There's always gonna be trade-offs. Like for everything we do, most some like sometimes the things that we do are mostly, you know, fun and we can put up with the trade-offs, right? But just please realize that we're not fucking around with this fat loss thing and it can be significantly detrimental to mental health and physical health. And it's like, if you hit a really big sticking point and you truly are doing everything you need to do, like this isn't a a situation of like a self-preservation, self-sabotage thing where, you know, you're just going out drinking every, every weekend. Um, If you're really doing everything and your body doesn't want to shift you, I feel like it's very much worth asking yourself, like, is there a body acceptance piece that I need to look at? Am I trying to reach a standard of looking like maybe someone else or do I believe that my worth is gonna be found in a body fat percentage? Because there that's a different game to be <laughs> to be playing. Like you don't need to be playing the fat loss game. I can I'm you you guys know, like I'm all about the fat loss phases. They're fantastic, right? But for the fucking right reasons. Yeah. And I think this is a fantastic takeaway for that's gonna be most relatable to people, which is like if you hit this sticking point in a general lifestyle phase have a think about what exactly what Jess said, what's the purpose? I think that that's the best takeaway. So, all right, we've come here, you're pushed through, we come in that last eight weeks.
1: Yes. And those last eight weeks were, <laughs> were hard. Um, I think, you know, one of the the elements that was the hardest was working full-time on top of prep, which basically in those last eight weeks becomes a full-time job in itself. Like the amount of hours required for, you know, training, steps, cardio, meal prep, posing, all of that on top of full-time work. um, It definitely was a hard balance. Um, I I
0: think the other thing that's really important here to say too is your travel time.
1: Yeah. So I travel roughly 45 minutes to and from work each day. So 45 minutes there and 45 minutes back, which mm-hmm. is when you're in comp prep dead time, like, yeah. you know, it, it's time where you can't be doing anything. Um, and that, yeah, that also um, added to it. And the fact that my job's not one where I can just be like, you know, oh, I get to sit at home today or I can juggle things around. My hours are set there's no give or take in that and that became a bit challenging in terms of just fitting things in but we found a way.
0: I even think too like um, it is just important to have a think about if you're if you're wanting to do a comp prep like um, yes okay teachers get holidays but I feel like more jobs these days are having some days working from home other like i'm thinking of you know like nurses who do prep yeah sure they do it as well um but they may also be able to take more time off like that's one of the things we had with you jess it was like we couldn't just take random days off here and there just because of the situation with country teaching
1: yeah so i live in regional victoria and getting Mm. just normal everyday teachers is hard let alone replacement teachers and so if i were to take days off it put a lot of strain and stress on the rest of my work team because we can't get anyone to replace me and that causes lots of problems. So Mm. the opportunity to have um, time off, even in the lead up to the shows was Mm. just wasn't really there. Um, Mm. And I think the other thing I found challenging was um, being in that front facing, and it would be the same for nurses and things too, that front facing role where Yes, I'm brain dead and yes, I really don't want to be talking to people, but I have no choice but to turn up and mm. basically like put, put on a bit of a show and give all of my energy to those kids in that classroom because mm. that's my job. And so there wasn't that choice to be like, I really don't want to talk to humans today. I can get away with not talking to anyone. Yeah. I literally had to do that, which meant that my poor husband copped um, a lot of my, <laughs> my crankiness because I couldn't give it to the kids at school.
0: Yeah. And I think that's fair enough too, just to think about when you're thinking, I mean, who knows, like if you, if you listen to this and you're going to compete, I feel like you're just going to compete anyway, but do have a think of like the situations that you're in and is there flexibility, how like fully fed, do you function well in your work environment already? That's a good sign if you do, but if you don't, if you already hate people, <laughs> and like, you know, not the Jess, I'm not saying that, that that was Jess, but I'm just saying if you're listening and you're like, fuck work, man don't like just don't and I,
1: I think like it's something that I hadn't thought about beforehand um in terms of the impact it would have and I think on ref- on reflection which is what this is all about I it wouldn't have stopped me competing but I think I would have um gone into it a bit less naive and possibly done you know I don't know what much more I could have done differently aside from possibly put in early to say I'm taking a chunk of time off but you know, even then, I'm not sure what I would have done, but I think just to be a bit more mentally prepared for that. Yeah. In Mm -hmm.
0: hindsight. Yeah. Fair. All right. (laughs) I'm just thinking like there were a number of obstacles, but I don't know how like relevant um, they would be. I'm just thinking of like the, the, the back, was it like the back of your knees and your calves and all that, but I don't know that that's relevant.
1: Yeah. look, that was, (laughs) that was horrendous. So, all right well, what were we
0: i reckon we're about it was a it, i don't know i feel like it was more four I, feel, five. I feel like it was like i feel like there was it happened twice didn't
1: yeah <laughs> they, look this disastrous. so i reckon within i think we're about five weeks out okay yeah i went like did nothing different to normal like <laughs> i've been doing the exact same thing for like months on end at this point did nothing different to normal went and did a posting session um with Donna in Melbourne, came home and I was like, oh, back to my knees are a bit sore. My knees are a bit stiff. You know, maybe it's just from sitting in the car. And then as the night progressed, I was like, no, hold on, there's something seriously wrong. Woke up the next morning and I just could not walk. Like my calves my knees like everything I have never been in so much agony in my entire life and I like messaged Jamie. I was like dude I can't walk and I was like I need steps so I dragged my poor husband down the street and I was like hobbling it took us like three hours to do this tiny little walk and I was like what are we meant to do and full panic and we survived and got through it with lots of massages and then it happened again and I was like we're in some serious trouble because we yeah. thought it was the extended period of time wearing the heels. And we're like, what are we meant to do show day if I can't wear my heels for an extended period of time? And we're like, yeah. okay, let's experiment with it. But then every time I put them on, I was so petrified I was going to be crippled. Yeah, You know, it. yeah, look, that was a fun obstacle to be dealing with.
0: Yeah, it's so funny that it, it didn't impact you. did it the day after Sydney.
1: No, it didn't. And it didn't happen after the shows. So I'm not quite (laughs) sure what was going on there. No
0: idea. Your body just was like, I don't want this. Please stop.
1: (laughs) At that point in time, my body was like so confused as to what was going on. It was just like, righto.
0: Talk us through peak week.
1: Well, my first peak week prior to Sydney was actually really lovely because it coincided with school holidays, which we couldn't have done any better. So I headed uh, up to Sydney a week before the show. um, All my family's up there. Um, so I was staying with mum and dad and I was training um, with a friend and it was a really nice chilled week um, and my body responded beautifully and we made like four weeks worth of progress in four days basically with just yeah. that reduction of stress and all of those things. It was very obvious that it was some stress issues that had been impacting us for a fair few weeks in the lead up to that
0: yeah and this is something again this can be applicable to anyone listening like if you're a sort of identifies like like, type a high achiever or whatnot for for you your your subjective idea of stress couldn't can be a lot and that's like to an extent um your ability to manage a high amount of stress is like a good thing and that will have a not a positive impact but it will mitigate some of the impact physiologically but at the same time uh I hope you don't mind me saying this but Jess and I were talking about potentially the 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 practice of like maybe pushing things aside to get through and when that happens it's still taking that load on you even though you're maybe not wanting to consciously acknowledge it because it's like, if I do, I'll fall apart. So let's just fucking push through and I don't even want to think about it. Um, Plus all the actual physiological stress that we're placing on Jess because it's an extreme sport. Like we needed to get a job done again. We wouldn't have done this if it wasn't um, for the comp. But what we really saw in that peak week, because if you're not familiar, if you're a good coach and you've got your clients where they need to be, you don't need to do too much in a peak week. Jess and I had a funny moment, which I won't go into too much um, here of seeing. It was was actually a little bit of a drama around, was it Australia or like, yeah, some of the bikini competitors. There's a little bit of a drama of someone else's protocol had gotten loose and got around. I think, yeah, she'd sent it to someone asking if it was okay and it was, Like, really, actually dangerous. Like, the first time I looked at it, I sort of laughed and I was like, no, this could kill someone. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, if you're a great coach, you've got your client where they need to be, a peak week should be pretty fucking chill. Like, it should be actually just pulling things back, potentially carb feeding them, potentially fat loading them. I've seen some people do that, like, you know, very, very experienced, knowledgeable people doing that. Um, But it shouldn't be anything crazy. There should be no no um diuretics no um water or so maybe some water manipulation in terms of like not drinking too too much like the night before but no you don't need to manipulate water you don't need to manipulate sodium get your client lean and they're going to be fucking fine and just rest them and we saw yeah it was those photos was like i remember there was like a three even three maybe three or four days that we compared and it was like a fucking whoosh Um, and then yeah I remember seeing you the the night of and the morning because I was up with Jess in Sydney um, especially with the tan too and it was just like this is really good
1: yeah Yeah. and yeah it really was just we literally changed nothing as you said peak week was in terms of nutrition and everything exactly what we'd been doing for the however many 28 weeks beforehand it was just a case of Chill, and because I didn't have to work, I could, and it made a world of
0: difference. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. All right. What about um? How did you navigate like the night before the show, and then because I went and did my cardio, how did you navigate like getting to the venue on your own? How how did all that feel like the night before and the day?
1: Yeah. So the night before, I actually stayed in a hotel out near the venue because where my uh, mum and dad live was about an hour drive and I was like I just don't want to be trying to do that in the morning um because I had reasonably early hair and makeup and stuff so I stayed at a venue um out uh near there and that was um really good I you know it was super chill I just sort of hung out in the hotel room um touch base with you and we talked about what our plan was for comp day which was really good because I knew exactly what to expect and what I was doing um And then, yeah, the morning of, I headed off to the venue by myself. I did get lost once, but I'd left myself so much time that I was like, yeah, whatever. I was pretty chill about it all. Um So, yeah, I went and did all of that while you did your cardio and those bits and pieces. Um, got my hair and makeup done, registered, and yeah, then I found the most secluded, tucked away, anti-social spot backstage I possibly could, um, because I'm just that kind of human. Um and like tucked myself around a little corner and just sort of chilled there until um you came. So yeah.
0: From memory you were super super chill. Were- I, I was, was
1: super chill, yeah. yeah. I was like yeah, yeah. I was shitting bricks. Oh were you? I was like shooting bricks because I was nervous because I was like I just don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Like you know, there was obviously that general nervousness because i just didn't know yeah. you know what to expect and it was obviously a big moment but in terms of i was also like there's nothing i can do now that's going to make a difference yeah. so yeah. like there's no point stressing so i wasn't mm-hmm. like i was nervous about getting on stage but i wasn't stressed about anything yeah
0: no that i i, I found your demeanor very chill like yeah. from the outside yeah you just were like whatever and then it did drag on a little bit uh, Yeah. It did drag on a little bit. So it just, yeah, I don't know. I just thought you were very, like, energy was stable.
1: Yeah, I was just very, I think because I didn't know what to expect at all, I didn't know um, any of those things. It was just, yeah, it was really chill. Um, Everyone backstage was really lovely too. And it was a smaller show, um, which was really nice, I think, for a first experience because, yeah, um, yeah, it wasn't so overwhelming.
0: Um, What what was it like? Heel hitting the stage for the first
1: time. (laughs) I can't remember. Like I was just, it was such a blur. Um, just heel hitting the stage for the first time. Yeah, it was an absolute blur. But um, I walked off and I was like, oh, I'm glad we've done that. But could I tell you about any of it aside from the fact that I had a bikini malfunction? No, I couldn't tell you anything about it. (laughs) Um, which you know (laughs) will haunt me for the rest of my days.
0: Um, were the other divisions you did, were you more present or were they, were you also a little bit?
1: Um, my other bikini division, I was more present, but still not a hundred percent like in the moment. Um, but by the time I got to swimsuit, I was like, yeah, I I'm good now. I was much more comfortable in swimsuit than I was in bikini. Um, which also helped. So yeah, when the swimsuit ones came around, I was, yeah. I was feeling good. I like got to enjoy the moment and, and those sorts of things.
0: You came away with some hardware, which was fucking phenomenal. I was losing my shit over that. I was more excited over the medals than you were. I yeah. definitely think. <laughs> um, talk me through like packing up, going home and just being home. Like what was going through your head that night?
1: Uh, I was literally exhausted. It was like, <laughs> I just, I was on such a high straight after the show and to get to go home with my family was really cool instead of just coming home, you know. Not that coming home with just my husband would have been the worst, but it was nice to have all of them around and the fact that they got to see that um, was good. So we went and got some dinner and I sort of like, you were like, don't go and make yourself sick, but just have something to eat because I hadn't eaten a lot that day. And so I got this like grilled chicken burger and I was so excited for it. And I reckon I got about six mouthfuls in and it like hit my stomach. I was like, no, I'm out. Like after having eaten nothing like that for so long, I was like, nah, tapped out. And then I showered and I laid in bed and there's there's a photo I took and I'm so glad I took it. And I've got like mascara still under my eyes that I couldn't get off. I look like a hot mess with like my hoodie on just laying in bed. Absolutely exhausted. I remember just laying there being like, I cannot believe that just happened. Like the whole thing was so incredible. And then I passed out and slept for like 11 and a half hours.
0: Yeah. Um. hours. Can you refresh my memory? Did you have a couple of days before work going back?
1: Yeah. So between that show and work going back, I had a whole week. So okay. I had my yeah. of holidays, which was yeah. really nice. So the next day straight after the show, I did a photo shoot, um, which was lots of fun um, and an amazing experience. And then, yeah, I headed back home on the Tuesday, so the show was the Sunday, headed home on the Tuesday and then had some time before I went back to work the following Monday.
0: Yeah, and like wrapping up that first-timers experience with the prep in mind up until that point, what's your what what's your overall reflection?
1: Up until that point, if I said the prep up until that point, there'd been highs and lows but I'd really thoroughly enjoyed it that first time as experience was amazing I was feeling amazing I was feeling really good and I would say on the whole it was really positive and I felt really good yeah. um and then things took a bit of a
0: time. <laughs> people are like thinking this is the end of the story and we're like there's another chapter <laughs> actually yeah. there's two more there's probably two more chapters
1: probably two more chapters um I, I think on reflection at that point I should have wrapped my season there.
0: And just did you think about it or not? Because we haven't spoken I about yet.
1: <laughs> I did. I did consider it a lot of times. And if anyone went back through my text messages around that time, I was having lots of back and forth conversations with both um, Ben, my husband, and my mum around yeah. just being done. Like yeah. my, I think I'd been so focused on that experience and making it to that day. Yeah. And it was like, not that I'm, mentally I semi-mentally had checked out but not fully but it was like I'd relaxed and my body was like oh hold on we're not okay and that was when the the battle began for the next three weeks
0: yeah 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 because I I think we 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 faced the battle the same battle again yeah it's just not wanting to go anywhere and again like I said we, we just I haven't spoken about this but I, I definitely got the sense, I feel like I got the sense the very next day that maybe that this was done. And, yeah. um, you know, I think as a coach, it's like, I obviously want to give my clients and Jess the opportunity to do or push themselves. I don't know if that's the right way to phrase it. But it's like, if there was any seed in her that wanted to keep going, I was there to to open that seat up and run with it (laughs) yeah and I think
1: that's the thing and that's why I first off why I wanted you to prep me I was like because you know me as well as I know me and you knew in those three weeks between the Sydney and the Melbourne show that like you knew me well enough to know that there was still a seed of let's do this like if we've committed to this we're going to see it through and you knew that if I'd not done it although the experience wasn't probably what it could have been I would have been disappointed in myself and Mm -hmm. and would have felt that the experience had been incomplete and so Mm -hmm. you knew that about me because you know me well enough that Mm -hmm. I think that was why we -hmm. probably didn't pull the pin because Mm -hmm. it was like we knew both of us knew Mm -hmm. that I, I personally needed to see this through
0: Mm, I think there was one stage you said to me, I'm getting on that stage no matter what. And I was like, fuck it. Like, I know, like I can, I could have absolutely played the compassionate coach and been like, look, man, you've done an amazing job. You've done something that 99% of people can't do, you know, and I I could have done that. That's a possibility that it still exists out there in the ether somewhere. <laughs> But hearing her say that, and I'd had confirmation a couple of other times, it was like, we're doing that. I don't care. Like, we're doing this. Um, So then I was kind of like, I've just got to turn into a, a motherfucking commando coach here and get this get this thing happening. <laughs> and I remember being like, fuck, I think I have to, and I don't know, this could be right. I could have chosen the wrong things. I'm totally, totally happy to to be wrong. But I was like, I kind of have to be the brick wall right now. Like, I kind of have to do that. And so I was like, I I remember messaging you, like, athlete mindset or nothing. Like, you fucking turn this on.
1: <laughs> I think I messaged you at one point and you were like, if there is, and as you were saying before, if there is a single part of you, a tiny yeah. speck of you that still wants to get on that stage, pull your shit together and go get it done. And that was what I needed because there was for... All of the I should have pulled the pin at that point in time, there was still a part of me that wanted to get on that stage. And that was what was driving me through those last three weeks. I would say majority of me didn't want to get on that stage, but there was a part of me that still did. And as long as that part was there, I was going to follow through with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's just a really interesting one. There's probably no right or wrong answers. We just, we just did what we did. We both chose what we, what we, how we responded to that. Um, and we've gotten to here, which is five weeks post-show and you're fit and healthy. <laughs> so this is good. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess we've got the post-show period. Um, you and I have spoken obviously um, about this and I don't know. Just from my experience, from my perspective, it, it actually seems like it wasn't it hasn't been. I don't know. I don't want to downplay anything. It doesn't seem like it has been as much of a shit show as it could have been. But no. what do you? What do you? How have you found the post show period?
1: I I've actually found it like not easy. It definitely hasn't been easy. But I think it also hasn't been as you said as much of a shit show as it could have been and as it is for some people. And I think that comes down to um, probably two things. The first is um, our strategy post-comp was literally just get healthy. Like after the 31 weeks, um, which, you know, was what we needed to do. Um, that's why we did it. It was just about getting me back to health or some semblance of health and and you know everyday functioning um and so I think we had a very clear plan that that was our number one goal and I think the other thing that helped was I have done so much work around my self-worth and my body image prior to competing that I really held no attention. Attachment to that very lean, like physique, or that scale weight. So I was very happy to all in and see that scale weight go up, probably quicker than we would have liked. But that's what I needed for myself too. Like the reason it went up so quick was because I was like, "Stuff it! I need to eat. Like I'm so hungry. I feel like rubbish." And I was like, "I don't have an attachment to the scale weight aside from." the fact that we sort of set a guideline and then I personally get really attached to like yeah. ticking the boxes it's been given to me and we sort of hit that point very quickly and I was like oh I've stuffed it but when we sort of said well no that number doesn't really matter I sort of just let go and so by not having that real attachment to that lean physique my worth being attached to that I was happy to quite quickly gain the weight back which means We're five weeks post comp. I'm back to a very healthy weight. I'm feeling really good. Yeah. And we're sort of just like, not like the last 31 weeks didn't happen because there are obviously still some physiological effects that, you know, although I'm feeling amazing internally, you know, things probably still aren't 100%. But for the most part, it's almost like the last 31 weeks didn't happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely seemed like, it's definitely seemed like a smoother, a smoother run um, than I, honestly than I thought not because it's you just because of like my own last one was <laughs> not a, like, there's no even words to describe that. And I've seen so many people have really, really bad post-show periods. Everyone talks about it. Right. Um, so, yeah, I would agree. I think that you and I were in talks for weeks beforehand. we discussed this probably be- even before your prep started, what was going to happen in that recovery phase and, um, you had it planned out all meticulously exactly what you were gonna like eat and do. We we had everything. We had steps, we had training sessions, we had programming, we had RIR, we had your food, everything's planned out. Not that everything needed to be stuck to, but Jess works really well with solid plans. With that number, it's probably a coaching mistake on my behalf. And I said that to Jess, I was like, when she voiced that to me, like, yo, but there's this number that you've set and I think we're good, like gonna surpass it. Um, it, I, it was really important to me to highlight to her that it wasn't an arbitrary number. It's a, it's a, it's a like a, a pit stop on the way to where we need to be. And yes, okay, we hit that early, but the most important thing for um, any competitor reversing is their physical and mental health. Like that, that it comes above everything else. Um, so I just explained to her like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have put that number there. That was my failing please don't take this on board and um, feel like you're a failure because I stuffed up as a coach by providing that number. And Jess was like, fuck, okay, cool. That's great. I understand. Um, and then, you know, we were both on the same page with moving forward. And Jess, you were saying you'd listen to a podcast that really helped you where they said, um, it, like everyone's just so different in terms of what they need. This is a really big point. If I don't know if you happen to be coming out of a show listening to this again I don't know that this audience is but you're probably just curious but just say this is you or this is going to be you I don't know or whatever but it's really important to please stay in communication with your coach it might feel really hard to talk to them and be honest with them you might feel like if you might feel like you're disappointing them or you might feel ashamed or embarrassed of what's happening um hopefully hopefully you've picked a coach who has some empathy um, and they won't really have any awareness of that unless you let them know, like they won't, they will just think that you're trucking along. Okay. Um, So please let them know that, you know what, we had this plan. I don't think it's quite right for me. Can we change it? Um, They'll be more than happy. They should be more than happy to accommodate you through that, you know, because yeah, health and mental health are the top priorities um and even with the the body fat gain happening a little bit more rapidly um like i said Jess, like we can always lose body fat right as look the the only, the biggest issue that people probably have is the night of the show um binging and then being dehydrated and then potentially end up in ending up in hospital that's a problem okay like and that can happen so please on your show nights just don't be a dickhead Cause you can end up in hospital. Like it is really serious. And there is also something called overfeeding syndrome, which can happen in the next couple of days. If you binge now, again, not to shame anyone. It's really hard not to, because everything yeah. in your body is telling you to um, consume your leptin and ghrelin are out. So I've said this on a YouTube episode, it's like being gaslit. Your body will keep telling you that you're actually starving, but you've had enough calories and you can end up in hospital. But this is a very different situation to with Jess because it was more of a gradual increase over time, um, which isn't going, to, it's not, there's just no issue. Her body just wanted to get back to where she was. Um, and yeah, that's, please just talk to your coach, just reach out to your coach, tell them like, this isn't actually working for me. Um, and this is why this is where I need a little bit more flexibility or I'm okay with the body weight. Just, I think I need some more food.
1: And that's, that's sort of what we came to. We had this plan, as you said, cause I work really well with plans. So I had my first three weeks post-comp planned out, like literally all of the things, but we always said there was room for adjustments and things would change once we were going through those times. But I think it was about the end of the first week. And I sort of said to you, I was like, um, you know, we've, I've stuck to the plan probably 80%, which for me, it's, it's a low percentage because I'm a hundred percent plan sticker. But I realized in that first week, I needed that 20% non-adherence for my mental health. And I think at the end of that first week, I said to you, I said, I understand what the impacts of my choices are going to be, but for my own mental well being, this is what I need our plan to look like and to adjust to because that's my priority right now. I was okay with the physical side effects, you know, that slightly more rapid weight gain, um, body fat gain. I was happy to accept those and I knew they were going to come, but I needed that slight drop in adherence to the plan for my own mental health, um, which I think the key was we did that shift. And then it was really only two more weeks of that, that I needed that bit of give. And yep. then I sort of said to you, I think it was last week's check-in, I was like, I'm good now. Like, we're good yeah, to go. Man, yeah, like, yeah. it really was three weeks and I just needed that little bit of yes. space to breathe. Yep. And then yep. I was like, I'm good. Like, you know, I don't, yep. I think I put a post up on Instagram the other day. I was like, I have zero food focus. I'm eating a tin of chicken for afternoon yeah. tea. Like, yeah. I I just needed that bit of head space and, yeah, it, that was what I needed. So.
0: Yeah, that's definitely way faster that i predicted i think i was saying to you at the check on monday's check in, like just think of your recovery as like the next six months yeah. um so and that's and i think that i think thinking about six months is a good mark for a lot of people i know some people who haven't done the the self-worth stuff will then feel like they're getting fluffy and just jump back into the next season just jump back into a prep and then it's just a shitstorm, and you're just doing yourself so much of a disservice. Not that people who do consecutive seasons are all in that spot, but some people are. It's like, holy shit, I, you know, gained whatever weight in five weeks. Um, let's just do the next season. Um, probably what a lot of people want to hear, Jess, is just your thoughts on body image and self worth and being able to. I guess to an extent separate them from scale weight and like your your internal work that you've done over the last few years um I guess what are your thoughts on like body image and needing to weigh a certain amount and if that affected you previously and where you're at now
1: Um when I first came to you I definitely was still very focused on what the number on the scale the value of the number on the scale held because um from Um, my weight loss background, my substantial weight loss background, that number on the scale had been such a focus for such a long time. And as that number got lower, people seemed to value me more as a human, which is so wrong, but that was the way it was. And so I then valued that number on the scale because I was like, the lower that number gets, the more people value me and the more I'm worth. To them so we need it to keep getting lower um and that only leads you to a point um and you know it funnily enough does not bring happiness or worth um and so we spent a lot of time over these last two years putting in um the work to understand that you know actually funnily enough that low number on the scale was not when i I hadn't the most self-worth. It wasn't when I felt my best or looked my best. Um, I would say I probably sit mm, maybe four or five kilos heavier than that low weight when I came to you now. And I look substantially better than I did, and I feel substantially better um than I did back then too. But I think what it came down to for me and what prep made me realize is for me, the value and the joy and the Like all of that, that I feel comes from feeling strong in the gym and feeling empowered and healthy, not from being small and lean. And that was such a revelation for me that I feel so much better now than I did five weeks ago because I can lift heavy shit and I, you know, I can hold a conversation and I can function as a human being. And, you know, that for me, that's where my value lies. My value lies in me being able to show up and be a really good wife and friend and teacher and those things. And I can't do that when the scale weights at its lowest number.
0: Yeah, dude. So I totally hear you. totally agree. So I, I had that too. I've spoken about that at length on the podcast. I don't know if you've ever had this. I have had the same thing with money. And it's hitting numbers or whatever is the same as the number one. It's the fucking same thing. And maybe you're listening and you're like, holy shit, like I'm trying to achieve who knows what external goal. And it's the same thing. You think that that is where the magic or the satisfaction comes from. And I think what I've realized too is that it's whatever the it's 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 the process and you being aligned with the process so for example no no amount of money will give you the satisfaction if if you fucking hate yourself in the process you can make exactly the same amount of money, love the process and it's a completely different story, but it's not the amount that was the difference it was how you're showing up in the process and how much that aligns with your values same thing with our physiques right it's not a number and it's not a look it's the fact that Jess gets a lot of satisfaction from being I'd say consistency probably makes you real proud Um, effort makes you really proud and feeling strong is makes you really proud proud's probably the wrong word but that sense of fulfillment and like joy and happiness and satisfaction so, um, yeah, I completely agree with you. It goes for everything, even like, uh, you know, some women are very hell bent on being married. So, the ring or the wedding will do it. And it's like, fuck, it's the same thing. You can be with someone and get the ring and get the, the wedding, and it's the most magical, soul fulfilling relationship. You can also do it and it be abusive <laughs> and the worst thing ever. It's yeah. not the ring and it's not the wedding. <laughs> it's the process, it's you two together, that dynamic relationship.
1: Yeah. And I think that's what prep also, this whole experience made me realize is it's the process of, um, you know, bodybuilding and hypertrophy training that I thoroughly enjoy the outcome. I didn't actually enjoy that much. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's probably really interesting because I know for a lot of people, you know, they would think that that stage day is the best and I know you love that. You loved stage day. And, um, you know, I would have been a much better stage mum as opposed to alongside competitor in Melbourne. Um, because the whole glam, the glitz, that it just does not interest (laughs) me. I hated it. It was the worst part. I love the process. Hated that part. And so I was like, hold on, I can do the process and thoroughly enjoy it and not have to do the end part. And that was sort of a massive epiphany. I was like, it's not actually the prep yeah. part that I enjoy. It's the process of this lifestyle that I enjoy.
0: Yeah, Fuck, it's huge, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I'm just like glam. I am just I just love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, but- you're like sending
1: me your nail thoughts and your plans. Yeah. And meanwhile, I was like the morning of the show. I'm like, <laughs> I should probably paint my nails. Like... <laughs>
0: Yeah, dude. I think it's for me. I think it's definitely because it's not a part of me that I um get to express and the household that I grew up in was not glam and it felt like the re- it it constantly feels like the rebellious teenager in me, like the 13-year-old Amy, um so I get to express that um, through that. But yeah, I think I actually think what we said the last 10 minutes hopefully has hit everyone with just as um deep and meaningful as that is because it's, it's big. I feel like it's really big. Um, I think we'll wrap up Jess, but I know, I feel like we could, we can do a part two and maybe we will, but you know, I was thinking, I was thinking about how serious prep is physiologically. Right. And like, um, I did have to Google this, but, um, Newton's third law is like, um, if there's a force applied to an object, it will, there's an equal and opposite force in reaction, or you guys would know what it is. And it's like, if we apply an extreme measure to a human, (laughs) there's going to be the pendulum swing on the way back. And whether that's just, you know, mental health throughout the thing or physiological impacts for especially women, um, it's an extreme sport and, what we fucking hell! What we see on social media, right? Is you see, and it's small portion of the population, a very small portion of the population. Now you don't. Who knows who hasn't finished the prep and didn't get through? There's going to be a shit ton of people who didn't get through. There's also going to be a shit ton of people who never talk about the hard times, and you're probably mostly going to see the people who are, for whatever reason, successfully moving through season after season very very small percentage of people and i don't think i still don't think that it's communicated well enough how extreme even bikini is it's still extreme yeah and it's just it really yeah it just really dawned on me like you can't apply that much force or pressure Without that equal opposite reaction, somewhere leaking somewhere, it's coming for you, whether it's in the prep or whether it's post comp, it's coming for you.
1: And it will, it will appear (laughs) and it will probably more than likely catch you by surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that's the thing. And I think anyone who, you know, says, Oh no, but it hasn't impacted me at all, you need to stop and reflect because it will have whether you know it may not be a physical thing in terms of your body it may not be you know something like that but when was the last time you spent quality time with some friends when was the last time you you know put not put other people first but like you know you become very self-centered when you're doing prep because you don't have a choice and i think they were the sort of things where for me The leaks, the body, my body obviously was leaking. It was having all sorts of trouble. But for me, that force was coming out in, you know, how was I showing up to my job? How was I doing those things? And I think, yeah, people don't talk about that full holistic impact that prep has. It's a lot more than just the impact on the body.
0: Mm, Yeah. All right. Wrapping up, um, final thoughts, anything else you wanted to add or say or... (laughs) Um, I don't
1: think so. I think I, I don't have any regrets. I think that would probably be the thing I want to get across. I have zero regrets, um, on the whole experience. Would I change anything? I don't think so. Um, because you know, the way I look at it is everything's there to teach me some sort of lesson or to teach us some sort of lesson. And I think we've learned a lot about my body, um, Mm -hmm. through this process. We learned a lot. We just learned a lot on the whole and I learn a lot on the whole. And um, I think even coming out the other side in terms of the, the mindset and those sort of things, it's like i have a whole entire transformed person these days. So we may need to do a part two, as you said. Um, but, yeah, on the whole, I don't regret anything. I loved the experience. Um, there were some highs, there were some lows. Um, but probably the question I get asked the most at the moment is, will you do it again? And I would say no. yeah (laughs) no I won't um for various different reasons but yeah yeah man I will not be stepping on a stage again
0: yeah dude I I so I agree with everything Jess said we learn a lot and it's like do I have any regrets nah we we just did we we both made the decisions that we thought were the best and we learned from that I feel like we're a really really strong team and I'm really grateful for that because it it has the potential to get real fucking dicey. <laughs> yeah. Especially
1: when we're, both when we're both at the same time.
0: Actually, lol, actually yeah. lol. Now that I, now that it all like dawns, the fact that we also were also doing, yeah, the same. Yeah. I like huge kudos to us, but yeah, it did teach us a lot. It helped me it, even, you know, continually reflecting on it. Now I think it's helped helping me to be a better coach too. I appreciate Jess um, in like allowing me that, I guess, space to grow as a coach and allowing me that opportunity to do that. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'm just so proud of you. And yeah, I think like you said, fuck, you were going to do this no matter what. Um, so yeah, I know, I know you're, you, you said, and you've decided that, yeah, it's probably not going to happen again for you. And, um, I think the coolest thing though, is you found the, the joyful pieces, yeah. um, cause that's the coolest thing. Cause you know, we've got some plans in place for what we're moving towards, which is really, really exciting. And to have come out of this, like being able to leave what's not for you, um, take what is, and then, uh, as you know, a few people burn themselves out of training after we've seen that quite a lot. And to be, I think feeling pumped to be in the gym and setting two new goals is is really awesome. yeah,
1: yeah. i'm I'm happy with where we're at.
0: <laughs> amazing. All right, guys, so I'll leave Jess's handle in the show notes. Definitely give her a click so you can see the whole journey because we weren't able to go through it today. Um, And then go back and have a listen to the most recent one we did with her about her comp experience, and you'll just hear the difference.
1: Listen to how optimistic and naive I was.
0: (laughs) Um, All right, guys, that's it from us today, and I'll speak to you guys soon.